Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. And here we are at the end, almost the end of another week. Hope you're having a great day, great day. We're in Genesis chapter 23. Has continued to try to encourage you to humble, keep us humble before the Lord and to realize his great story by that we hear, that we have in God's word, right? So Genesis chapter 23 we have the first and only time that we're going to have the have the age of a woman when she passes away. So it says Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died at Kiriath Karbah, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham went in to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abraham rose up from before his dead, and said to the Hittites, I am a sojourner and a foreigner among you. Give me property among you for a burying place that I may bury my dead out of my sight. All right, so he's going to negotiate. It's kind of fun to look at how they do that. He does pay for the land. And so I want to just talk a little bit about what's going on here. At this point, Isaac is 37 years of age and does not have a wife. Sarah is passing away after having helped raise him for 37 years. That's pretty awesome, considering she was 90 years old when he was born, right? And Abraham's no young chicken either, although he would live for quite some time after this. But here's a couple observations. One, Sarah's age is given. No other woman's age is given uh, at death. And two, Abraham goes on to buy some land. And this would end up being the only land that Abraham would own in the promised land. So God had promised him this land in Canaan, yet he would actually only own this land. So here's one thing to consider. Often, we... We think that God has promised us something, and I think that too often we misunderstand what it is that God is teaching us or promising us or trying to give us. And so Abraham has promised that the world, that the tribes, that all peoples will be blessed through him. And of course, through his seed, we do have Jesus. And so that is a great, great blessing for all the world. And that is exactly what God was doing back in this day. He was not promising him land and wealth, although he would be wealthy. And he would now have some land, this burial land, for Sarah and others. As a matter of fact, uh, not only would, obviously, Sarah be born there, but so would, I mean, buried there, but so would Abraham. And so would Isaac and Jacob and Leah and Rebekah. So this is, uh, and, and today, today, believe it or not, there's actually, the, the mosque in Hebron is right over the site. So God is never intending to give us a land that's going to be ours forever, meaning right now, but that we are sojourners. And that's one of the words that comes up in this, in this text, that he was a sojourner, a Tashavin, Tashavin. And Tashavin meaning we're not from here and this is not ours. And but what is ours and where we are from is great and mighty. And so one day we are 
going to go home. One day we will be forever in heaven with Christ Jesus, joint heirs with him. And that is what our focus should be. That's our hope. Colossians talks about the hope of glory in Christ. And so I want to encourage us today to not have our eyes so set on the stuff of this world, but what are we doing that is eternal? How are we allowing God to work on our character? How are we working on each other's, provoking one another to good works, encouraging one another? I know that I have failed to do that many, many a time, and just thinking about ways I can be more encouraging to the folks around me, to my own wife, to my kids, to my um, co-workers, but you know, even think about those I'm closest to, my wife and those um, children around me, my children, and how I can encourage them and how I think often I fail to do that. And it's not that I'm trying not to encourage them. I just fail to encourage them. So to encourage people, I think, takes effort, and we should do that, right? So Abraham here wants to have land that he pays for to bury his wife and for his family. And in it, he's very gracious toward the people that he is in the land of, the Hittites. And they are gracious back to him, kind of. And he buys this land. But but he is not buying a land forever. I think that he understood that his home was one day going to just be with God. And that he was content with. So wherever God told him to travel, okay, I'll travel there. But I can't wait till you call me home. So that's my take from today. It's a it's a good chapter. It's a good little fun negotiation uh, thing that we see here, and and so I just kind of I I just kind of like it. But wanted to bring that up about the burial spot and Abraham owning some land and it being the only land he would actually purchase and own. All right. Hope you have a great day. God bless you guys. Remember, this is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you.